Evolutionary.org podcast coming your way. Episode 412 Compound Episode. Steve Smee here and the Rickster. Rick V, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? Good, good. So in this one, guys, we're going to talk about injecting. Uh, there's been a lot of questions on the forum. See, here's the thing. Rick, Rick and I were talking about this on the pre-show, and I, I mentioned it to him. When you're on the forums and someone's asking you about injecting, how do you explain things without on a forum, you know, writing something on a thread. It's very difficult. And you've got to be an incredible writer, like professional copy. Yeah, it's hard to really and I've noticed it. Yeah. I've noticed I've said stuff and then people misinterpret it or they don't understand and then they screw it up even more because they're not understanding exactly what I'm saying. So aside from you know going online and looking up how to inject, and believe me, if you go on online and look at injection videos it's not a good idea because those people don't really know what the hell they're doing either so but we kind of know what we're doing right rick so we're gonna in this podcast we're gonna go over injecting we're gonna talk about injecting where to get your syringes and needles what you should be getting what size post-injection pain when to you know know to if you go to the doctor all this stuff with injecting it's gonna be a really cool show it's gonna be a show you're gonna want to save uh, to your computer and always go back and listen to if you do decide to take the plunge and use steroids for the first time or if you've been using them and you want to hone your injection techniques and so yeah let's get into the first topic rick and you had mentioned a really good question on the forum that was kicked around quite a bit so talk about that question so guys who want to know how to properly get different steroids into the same syringe for multi-dose vials and maybe, maybe amps who knows but um it's hard to describe on the forums it's you know it would it, I need, I, we should do an article on it steve and just really bring it down pictures and everything but here here's a, my, my description so you have several multi-dose vials let's say four and you're trying to draw one cc out of each of those vials fuck half a cc whatever right here's what you do here's the best best possible way to do it. Um, you put a nice size needle on, to draw with. If you can get 19 gauge needles, 20 gauge, 21 gauge, 22 gauge needles to draw with, that's what you want. Injection needle, you wanna go 23, 25 gauge if you can get it. It'll take a little longer, but it's just a nice thin needle. And you take your first multi-dose vial, you obviously use cotton swab to clean the surface of it with alcohol. You put a, a small needle in there, 23 gauge or, or something. It's just, just enough to, to give you some, some airflow. And you want to stick that one in deep. That way, when you turn the multi-dose vial upside down, that needle is up there in, 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 the, in the pocket of air that's on top of that, of that multi-dose vial. Now, some guys, like maybe like me and Steve, that are really experienced with it, we just draw air into the syringe and push it in. At least that's what I do. But if you want to just take a little bit extra step, make your life a little bit easier, um, just put a, a, another needle pushed in all the way so that it's like a, like a, a scuba, like a snorkel sticking out of the oil up on the air bubble that forms at the bottom of the bottle, bottle when you put it upside down. Then you take your syringe, the one you're drawn with, stick it in there, and then you pull the plunger all the way back to like three, four cc's, okay? And 
then you make sure that the little seal, the cup of the plunger is right at, let's say four cc's. And then you're got bottle upside down, uh, you're drawing, and you could just see, you could see the cc fill in. You know, if your needle is uh, at the, in the line in between four and five cc's, then you'll notice that the juice will get all the way up to the line between the three and four cc's. Then when you get that, you turn your stuff over, you pull the needle out, you're good. You could just pull it out even before you, you before you, you, you stop. If you get an extra couple of lines on there or an extra couple of lines less, it's not the end of the fucking world, you know? It's not. It really isn't. You know what I mean? You're, it's not going to be perfect. You're going to get one or two little lines here and there from one or the other or the other steroid. It's not perfect. It's way easier to do if you're just doing one cc per syringe. And some <laughs> some guys out there, they're kind of OCD about exact dosing. They'll use a, a really tiny three cc syringe, one cc syringe, and for each of their of their sauces to make sure that they measure it properly. But just put it in there, you're fine. Grab your second vial, same thing. Alcohol swab, you make sure to clean it out. You got the same needle going in there, right? Grab your other needle, um, stick it in there to, the second needle, what it's doing in there is relieving pressure, it's relieving air pressure. You know, it's, you can't, you can't stick a, your needle into your multi-dose vial and start sucking a cc of air of, of oil out of a out of a container that's got 10 cc's i mean you're trying to draw out it's it's, it's going to take forever it's going to fight it it's going to fight you but if you stick a second needle in so that air can get in there and, and fill in the space then it makes everything easy so second vial do the same thing you pull the plunger all the way back to the line between the four and the five Already, you should have some juice in there that's up to the line between the three and the four, and you let it fill in. You know, you're pulling it way back. You let it fill in until it gets to the line between the two and the three, and then you turn it, take it out, turn it over, whatever, and take your stuff out. Take your other needle out and repeat three and four times. You, it's not going to be perfect. You're not going to get it right. 100% of the time. Oh, one important thing. In between, in between you um, going from one vial to the other, you want to turn your needle over, make sure to let all the air escape out of it. You want to make sure that when you put the needle into the multi-dose, there's no air. And the reason is, is because you need some room to, to suck. <laughs> you know, if you leave the plunger at four and five, when you stick it in the other, in the other needle, in the other vial, then you're you're not you're not going to be able to create suction. Um, like I said, experienced guys, you might forego the second needle, don't need it, and you use that air, you push it, put it into the second vial, push it in. It creates pressure, air pressure inside of the vial, which then when you suck uh, the vial, then it's, it's going to push right into your needle. It's going to make it going even faster. But the best one for you guys out there, don't kill yourselves, man. Just use a second needle. One thing to, and then once you finish with all of these, um, 
you got to understand that needle they used to draw your steroids. It's hopefully you got a 19, 20, 22 gauge, something big, make, make your life easier for drawing. But if you have, you know, if all you get is 23, 25 gauge needles and that, that's what you used to draw, it'll take longer. But no matter what, make sure that the needle you use to inject is fresh. It's always fresh. You want the, it coming right out of the package. Not even if I draw from a nap, sometimes I feel like I, I smash the head of the needle against the, the sides of the glass slightly. And that's enough to bend it and bend it and create a different, uh, a different feel that like dulls it a little bit. You know, it, it take, it's a lot more work before it goes through the skin and the tissue. It hurts more, I think. So fresh needle so that as sharp as can be uh, once you've got your juice on there. Um, you screw, screw your top on. Don't be a miser and be afraid of wasting juice. You're going to waste a little bit here and there. It just kind of happens, especially when you're like pushing the air out in between, in between um, going from vial to vial so that you have some room to, to create suction. You might, you might lose a little bit at the, at the tip, a couple of drips. Who knows? It, it can happen. You know, pull, pulling the needle out, you're going to lose um, just from this process over, by the time you finish that 10 cc bottle, you might lose a quarter cc out of each bottle, just in a little bit of waste. If you don't want any waste and you don't, and you don't mind juice mixing a little bit, do what I do. I don't use a second needle. I just push the air in. So sometimes I'll, I'll be pushing some of my uh, trend and test into my vial of EQ before I draw out a couple, couple of drops. Cause I'm, pushing some air in there, right? To create air pressure so that when I draw, it, it's pushing, you know? It's, um, it's, so air pressure is important, you know, to, to, to know that that vial is in there under pressure. And when you stick a needle in, if you're trying to just draw and you don't give it something to fill in that space, it's gonna fight you, you know? Uh, um, and same thing, if you push air in, uh, it's going to try to push, try to push out, try to um, get to atmospheric pressure. So I guess that's the best vocal <laughs> oral description I can give of how to get different uh, steroids into a, a large syringe uh, with, with options. Um, what do you think, Steve? Anything to add? Was I clear enough or did I miss anything? Oh, I think you summed it up perfectly. I don't think I would have been able to <laughs> sum it up even any better than that. But if you guys have any other questions, you guys can definitely get in touch with Rick and, or myself. Um, and we'll sh in the show notes, we have how to get a hold of us. Um, I do provide coaching and consultations on all this stuff. And Rick is also always available as well. So it's in the notes how to get a hold of us. Next thing I want to talk about is very important. And Rick, you talked about drawing. Drawing needles, injecting needles syringes what size should we get and that's a question i get asked one of the first questions i get asked by my clients who are new to steroids they want to know what size very very important so you want to get some drawing needles um look at the end of the day the drawing needles you can reuse them as long as you keep them sanitary keep your hands clean all that good stuff you can reuse your drawing needles um, you know, within reason. Okay. I mean, don't keep it for like a year, but within reason. 
And I like to use a thick one, an 18 gauge or a 20 gauge or a 21 gauge, really, really thick. Makes it quicker to draw, gives you a little more control as well. If you draw with a thinner needle, it's going to take forever to draw that gear. So I like to draw with a thick needle and injecting 95% or more of situations, you will be perfectly fine using a 25 gauge to inject. Now, my first steroid cycle, I used a 23 gauge and that was pretty fucking thick. You know what I'm saying? It was pretty freaking thick, but it wasn't necessary for me to do that. Um, if you're using almost any type of oil out there, really, um, I think pharmaceutical grade Primobolin was the only injectable that was really hard to get through a 25 gauge. So in that situation, 23 gauge might be a good idea. But in almost every other situation, 25 gauge in a 3cc syringe will be completely fine. And always make sure you know you use a, a fresh needle to inject. Never reuse the needles to inject. And you know if you screw up or if the needle goes in there and something is wrong, you feel something off, it's okay to pull out and then switch the needle and then try a different spot. And we'll kind of get into that on the next topic. Is there anything you want to add to this, Rick? And we'll move on to post-injection pain because I want to talk about that. When you, uh, when you have a 10cc vial, uh, you're going to get those 10 cc's out of there um, and not, not beating up the plunger too badly. If you uh, have access uh, and buy, like maybe I have access to stuff like Gannibal 50, maybe a 250cc bottle with 50 mg's each. It's veterinarian uh, grade, legit. Um, you can beat the hell out of that plunger um, getting those 250cc's out of there. So if you have a, a bottle that's you know 50cc's, 30cc's, which they're out there, just make sure that you use a fresh needle every time you go into that one because you, you'll start to beat up the plunger. Some of them, depending on on where they're made, they might begin to drop little little droplets of rubber in, into your, your mix, which doesn't happen often, but just sometimes also if you beat up a, a certain spot, there'll be a little hole in there and there'll always be a, a way for air to pass through, which is not ideal really. So 10 CC vials, you're, you're fine. You won't beat up that plunger too badly. Get up into the 30, 50 CC vials, which they exist. Not out of really some of the high reputable brands. Most of the really reputable brands are only like amps and 10 CC vials, but um, veterinarian use stuff like EQ, test prop, things like that. Some DECA you can still find in from different places, different countries, in, in big 50, 100, 250 ml jugs. It just it's a good it's just a recommendation of the plunger. On the, on the, I should say, the rubber stopper at the end of each bottle. So the next one we're going to talk about post-injection pain, PIP, P-I-P. And so what I was saying before was sometimes when you're injecting, guys, you put the needle in and something will feel off. There's maybe you'll hit a nerve, 
maybe you'll hit a vein. Maybe you'll, so you'll get a burning sensation, you know, and sometimes it's okay to just pull out and abandon the injection and then swap your needle out and try a different spot. If you just go ahead and put that oil in there when you can feel something wrong, in my experience, almost all the time, you'll end up with post-injection pain or soreness in that muscle. Because the body is saying, I don't want to be injected in this particular spot, but you're doing it anyway. You're forcing that oil in there. And then your body is going to freak out and then release a bunch of inflammation because it thinks, oh my God, I'm under attack. So with post-injection pain, you know, it's one of those things where some of you are going to be more prone to it and some of you aren't. I'm very prone to post-injection pain. I get it quite a bit. And over the years, just using different brands, I've kind of gotten a good sense of what brands I don't react good to and what brands I do. So that may be your situation. You may notice certain brands give you bad post-injection pain. Certain brands don't. doesn't mean the brand is necessarily bad. It just means whatever carrier oil or whatever there, you know, is in that oil is just telling your body attack, attack as soon as it goes in your body. So in that situation, you want to kind of identify which ones are good, which ones are bad. If you're going through PIP every time you inject, that's not good because now you're stressing out your body. Your body has to do more work. That's work that your body could be doing to repair and recover from your brutal workouts on cycle. So you want to find out ways. Now, my experience, there's some ironclad ways to reduce post-injection pain. Warming up the gear is a really good way to do it. It just causes it to go in smoother. Another way is mixing your oils. Even if you're not planning on using multiple steroids, Let's say you just want to use one steroid, but that steroid gives you post-injection pain. Get another steroid like DECA or EQ that doesn't have post-injection pain or testosterone sipinate or something like that. And then mix a little bit of that steroid with the steroid that's giving you the post-injection pain. And that can reduce the post-injection. It's like diluting it a little bit, you know? So those are my experiences. And then the, th the third one, really, really important is that some muscles don't want to be injected. My left quad hates being injected. Every time I injected my left quad, almost every time, not every time, but almost every time, something goes wrong. I'll pull out and blood will spurt out. I'll have post-injection pain. I'll get a bruise. Something will go wrong. It just doesn't want to be injected. But my right quad, no problem being injected. So certain muscles will like it and certain muscles don't. You have to identify which muscles do and you have to go after that. And you cannot keep injecting the same muscles over and over and over again. You will develop scar tissue. So you have to rotate. You have to rotate. So Rick, cover a little bit of that. And what's your recommendations on rotating muscle groups? We get a lot of questions about that. How often should I rotate my muscle group? Good question. Uh, depends on how much you're doing and how, how long you stay on. I'm mainly a glute uh, shoot guy, but I do a couple of short cycles a year. Uh, I don't uh, 
I don't, I don't stay on long, but you like then, it. You like it in the ass, huh? <laughs> I knew that was covered, Steve. So, uh, but even me uh, doing only a couple of light cycles per year, I can hear, uh, pop, 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 you know, my the needle going through scar tissue. It sounds and feels different. It 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 goes in smooth and pops, then goes in smooth and it gets a little bit tighter, then pops again. Just the, that scar tissue, it's got different densities the way it builds up. So even then, I. Even only with a couple of cycles per year, it's plenty of scar tissue. So maybe the best way is uh, pick two muscle groups that you're really comfortable with. And if you're shooting maybe once, uh, twice a week, I mean, unless you're doing every other day, uh, you're not going to beat them up too badly. But for sure, there's always scar tissue. Every time you, you inject and, and you stretch the muscle out to, so that the oil can, can stay in there for, for a little bit, um, and then when that muscle comes back, when the oil dissipates into the body and that muscle comes back, it's just a little strand of a scar tissue that forms where you originally kind of, kind of ripped the muscle apart a, a bit to, to create that depot where your oil is, is going to live. So always a little bit of scar tissue, um, rotating muscle groups is best. I really just do glutes, shoulders, not a quad guy. Um, a really close friend of mine's had a bad infection from a quad shot, and it was a deep kind of down infection, very weird, and it, it didn't have all the normal signs of a regular infection. Um, he, he, you know, he's in the hospital for a couple of days. I mean, it was bad, but not everybody gets this. You know, some guys love shooting their their quads because you kind of look to me it looks like a very comfortable shot, and I've tried it. It just didn't feel right. The, the depot in there felt weird when I would walk. That doesn't happen when I shoot my glutes. I could put six cc's into one of my glutes and I have and be fine, walk fine, barely notice it. But the couple of times that I shot a couple of cc's into my, into my quads, I, I felt like I could feel the depot in between my muscles there. I didn't like that feeling at all. Shoulders are fine. Shot biceps a couple of times, not a big bicep guy. Shot chest before, not a, not really big into it. I, I really think shoulders and glutes, four muscles, will get you where, where you need to where you need to be in this lifestyle. If you definitely need more, biceps are not a bad place to shoot. Simple, easy, not as painful as you would think. Definitely not as easy as a glute. I mean, glutes are not painful at all. And I only found glute shots cumbersome or painful and my, my back gets too wide and I have short, I have short arms. So I'm reaching back there. It's, it's, it gets tough, but as long as I don't, you know, blow, blow up too much. If I stay at a, my, my good fighting weight, I guess I could say, you know, if I stay, I'm a good, uh, effective weight, my, my back doesn't get too, too large. And I can, I can definitely uh, shoot, shoot a glute. No problem. But I think for those four muscle groups, me to me, have gotten me by. But you can shoot almost anything. I've heard guys shooting their 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 uh, everything. I mean, their their quad, the quads. Like I said, that's that's the one that never felt right to me. I heard guys shooting their traps is where I was going. I was getting to their traps. I've heard dudes shooting their traps. Don't know anybody who's personally done it, but I've heard about it uh, forums and different places. I've done it with a uh, slim pen, not with a. Oh, a little slim pin, water-based. Why the hell not? But I mean, like putting oil into into a into your traps. That's that's I, I, that's a feeling. I don't I don't want to I don't want to. As long as it's a muscle 
you can inject it, guys. Just don't inject where you see a vein, because you don't want to go. You can't. Th- you can't. You can't inject your 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 calves. You shouldn't. It's just it's bad news. Um, calves you can't inject. Uh, definitely hamstrings that would would never inject. You'll figure out quick which muscles you shouldn't. Yeah, inject when it's like it's like your your. You could inject your triceps. You can inject your biceps, shoulders, chest. Even some crazy guys do it. Quads for the guys that 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 can stand it. Glutes definitely all day long. Muscles to stay away from. And some guys say traps, but I wouldn't do it. Uh, muscles to stay away from. Calves definitely don't shoot your calves. Definitely don't shoot your hamstrings. Um, I don't know who'd be crazy enough to to shoot your your back muscles or ectoid muscles, but definitely don't shoot those. Um, I've heard of, of shots on the lats. I don't know how to get my, the needle in my arm back there. I would personally wouldn't be able to do it, but I've heard of, of guys shooting their, their lats. Um, yeah, I mean, delts, you know, deltoids are, are, in my opinion, the second best after glutes for, uh, for putting, putting your depots and putting your oils in. So a couple more tips for you. I don't know if you have any, a couple more tips, but injecting the warm muscle. Um, really like after the gym, take a hot shower, get cleaned up. And then that's like the most optimal time to inject when your muscles are nice and loose and hot. Don't inject on a cold muscle. Don't inject, you know, up there in New York when it's like really cold during the winter and you know, your skin's all cold and you're shivering and then you go and inject, you know? So that's a good tip. Um, you know, I think I think those that's that covers it, Rick. Um, do you want to share how it works? What are the laws about buying syringes? Where you can you buy them? Um, state by state, I'm pretty sure in New York you can just in. walk into a yeah, walk, can, walk in. You get as many as ten. Don't don't. They shouldn't ask you for ID, but they could to make sure that you're of age. If you if you look like a young guy, I mean, I go in there with my mask. They could they could tell by the bridges on my brow that I'm an old man, but they still, uh, they still fucks with me and ask me for ID or, or they'll ask me if I have a prescription. That's kind of the experience I've had. It's, it's a weird reaction, but I just brush it off. I'm like, don't need a script, right? New York. And um, I'm old enough. I shouldn't have to show, show ID, do I? And sometimes they'll say, Well, oh, you, look, you look pretty young, bro. Yeah. You, look, you, look young. <laughs> right. you look younger than your age. Yeah, but uh, so, uh, you know, just a, uh, uh, most places, just check your local laws. Um, a lot of states, you'll be able to just walk in. If not, there are uh, a lot of uh, syringe places that'll ship ship to you. You got to just kind of Google, ask around, ask on the forums. And there's a lot of syringe places that'll that'll ship. Yeah, we're not going to say the names, but if you hit me up for a console, you hit me up one-on-one, or just hit me up on the forum or start a thread, I'll be more than happy to help you. I mean, it's not an issue. Rick will be more than happy to help you. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's easy. And especially yeah. the, the podcasts are forever. And we don't know if, if we mentioned the URL today, if the place is, is not going to be around later or they change names. So it's, it's at the end of the day, guys, it is legal to buy needles and syringes. I mean, diabetics, how many diabetics do we have in the United States? How many multi-millions, 30 million, 40 million. I, I, I mean, and they, you know, a chunk of them do, have to inject many of them luckily don't have to inject they use diabetic drugs um but some of them prefer to use insulin to inject so to to make it so hard to get needles is really ridiculous like in some of these states where it's uh, ridiculous everyone wants to change laws on on stupid shit but this is 
you know, we have relatives who are diabetics who can't even walk into a pharmacy and get needles and that's bullshit. But luckily you can go online and order and they can ship it to you very fucking fast within a, within a few days. So it's completely legal, legal to buy syringes and, and needles. And then disposing of your syringes and needles, guys, make sure you dis dispose of them properly. If you put them in your trash and the trash man picks up your trash and nicks himself with your needle or an animal gets into the trash and nicks themselves, you're going to feel really bad. Um, and there is a risk of, you know, HIV and all kinds of other uh, diseases and, and viruses and all kinds of shit from your needle. So um, it's very important you dispose of them properly with a sharps container. And those, again, you go to a, any drugstore and, and buy those very, very, or you can just buy them online. So make sure you dispose of them properly, guys. Uh, not in your trash. You could get in really deep shit if, if your neighbor picks up your trash by mistake and nicks themselves or something. So use common sense for, for sure on that. Anything else you want to add, Rick? So I just looked this up online very quickly. Uh, it seems that uh, only like Alaska, Connecticut, Delaware, Maine, and New Jersey, you need a prescription for syringes uh, and needles. Everywhere else, uh, it seems like you don't. And that's, uh, I got that from a uh, diabetes website uh, that talks about the, the subject. So yeah, it seems like Jersey, Delaware, Maine, Alaska, um, Connecticut, only places that uh, that I think Florida does it by does it by county, not the whole state. I think Florida it depends on the county. And yeah, it might be county by county. Yeah, in Broward County, in yes. most of Florida. Yeah. Um, I had an ex. Her dog was a diabetic. She went in there to ask for syringes, and they looked at her like she was crazy. So I, it, it I don't says, know about it Florida. It depends. But I'd county, still rather but no, but I, but yes, in Broward County, you you do do need one. I, I honestly, I'm much more comfortable with buying it online anyway. This way I know what I'm getting um, and you don't have to deal with talking to someone, a pharmacist. One of the things I did find go, walking into a pharmacy and why to get, to get needles is, I, I, I mean, I, I would prefer to buy them online as well, have delivered because <clears throat> you can pick exactly what you want, what, you know, you want drawing needles this size, you want tubes this size, you want this you know, what kind of locking me mechanism you want. You could do whatever. But try talking to a pharmacist and explaining to them you want, you know, 5cc tubes, 25-gauge needles, and then loose 19-gauge needles. They're like, we don't, we don't have that. And some, it's going to be, I nice bet you it's going to be. Come, they'll come and show you what they have. Um, some other ones are like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Look, these are three CCs. Um, it's already attached. What, what else do you want? Like, we don't have anything. Yeah. Oh, you have it's probably going to be a hell of a lot more expensive, too, buying it in the store. So, yeah. Online it, you can it's buy, very hard. You can when buy you go in there trying to, trying to explain and trying to tell. Look, I, I, just in a pinch, I had, to, I had to buy some where the needle is already locked in. And it's pretty cool because once you get to, to the end of it, the needle gets sucked into the, the plunger. It's it's, it's Pretty amazing, pretty cool stuff to, to like, when you dispose of it, the needle is not protruding out anymore. It, it, it gets it, a little spring draws it in. It's pretty cool, but you can't change the needle. So I ended up having to go multi-dose vial to, 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 you know, smash that needle into, into, into a rubber stopper of multi-dose a few times and then into my body, man, that was, that was not a nice shot. The, the skin bent in a lot, like a trampoline before it finally burst, boom. And then heard the snap, crackle, pop of, of my uh, of my little scar tissue. I mean, it was not a nice shot. And 
Where did I come from? I walked into a pharmacy. All they had were the with these uh, locked needles, and uh, I couldn't change the the front. I had to use the same needle to draw and to inject, and and that's that's what you run into when you when you buy at a pharmacy. Best thing is um, buy it in, in online. Most states it won't be an issue getting it shipped there. I don't know if some places will still ship it to you if you're in in some of these other places, Maine, Jersey. That that's on them, I guess, but. If you're uh, in one of the states that doesn't require a script, man, you're just, you're just so much better off buying it online. All right, guys. So this sums up, man, we covered so much. I hope you guys learned a lot from this podcast. Guys, at the end of the day, if you need any help with this stuff, coaching, uh, quick, help. Quick, quickly, yeah. I'll go over this. We did this in, in another podcast. I'll do it again. How do you know if you have an infection? When you have an infection, it's uh, always the way I've seen it, an intramuscular oil steroid infection for for the most part whenever i've seen it it's a little red dot in the middle where the needle went in most of the time not always but but usually you'll, it'll be there a lightish kind of purplish but very light um kind of centered with an outer with an outer purple ring so you have an outer dark ring gets lighter kind of light colored towards the middle and there'll usually be a, a, a little dot where, where the needle went in. And it'll be warm to the touch most of the time. It'll be warm to the touch compared to the rest of the skin. That's the spot where your body's fighting an infection. Some of the light color comes from the white blood cells that are there. This is what pus eventually comes from. It got the red, red, reddish kind of colored ring where the infection is trying to spread. And then you have the the point of insertion there uh, uh, is usually red in the middle. You won't always be able to see where the needle went in. And it'll be warm to the touch. You see those, those things, and chances are you have a nasty infection going, and you need to get to the doctor because they might need to get op- opened up you know, and, and drained. You fuck something up, okay? You, you, it, you got an infection. If you don't see all of that, it's just sore, maybe you got a knot, I've gotten like little balls, little knots from the shots, but they're hard knots and, and, and they sore, they hurt. Those will usually go away unless it's a quad. Sometimes quads are, if you're dumb enough to hit a hamstring or something like that, some of those kind of layered stringy muscles, you might get a bad shot in there somewhere and, and it won't show at the surface very clearly. Your whole leg will just get purple, but you won't, you won't show the ring and everything I'm describing. If you hear, if you hit a weird muscle like that. But if you hit a glute, shoulder, bicep, you know, you, you're going to, if you get a knot, that's kind of hard. And the other thing about the difference between having injection soreness from an, from an injection and having, a, a, and having a, an infection is that if you shoot today, maybe the injection soreness, the discomfort of it would peak at about 12 to 24 hours. And then after 12 or 24 hours after you shot, you should see improvement. Even if it's slow improvement, you, you'll, get, you'll be less sore uh, as the hours and days go by. That's just regular injection pain, injection soreness, whatever. When it progressively keeps getting bad, when, when day after day, instead of improving, it's looking worse, it's getting warm to the touch, it's, it's turning different colors, and as the days go by, it you could see it 
not get it better. That's not that that that's a that's an infection. That's a bacterial infection going going on, and your body's fighting it. Regular injection, you know, post injection pain, regular pip. Uh, some guys it peaks as soon as you shoot. An hour after you shoot, it pain's peaked and then it gets better. I've seen shots that get worse after 12 hours, 24 hours, it's, it's about as bad as it gets. And then it starts to get better. And that, that should, those, those are regular, regular uh, shots where you are sore. Maybe you hit a, a kind of like weird spot in the muscle or you hit some old uh, um, scar tissue or, you know, your body had a particular reaction to this, to this kind to this gear. Or, I mean, who knows you ate some new hot sauce that day that, gave you a little bit more soreness, inflammation. Uh, um, I don't know. It could be different variables of why it happens. Sometimes if you're using testosterone propanate, it just comes with the territory, right? So very, very, very important to identify the reason, the difference between a sore post-injection pain shot and an infection, both because if you have an infection, you want to get your ass to the doctor real quickly and, and get this, get this take, taken a look at. And if you, don't have an infection, then you also don't want to drive yourself crazy and get and get get crazy about it. You want to know it's post injection pain and and just write that shit out and keep, keep training, keep pumping. Uh, you know, shower twice a day. Or make sure to keep your skin clean, exfoliate your skin. You know, uh, tan a little bit, UV rays. All that stuff helps uh, keep the skin clean. So, um, do that, guys. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, absolutely. I mean. I don't inject at the gym, the locker room, guys. Your injection location should be clean, sanitary. After a shower. I think after a shower is the best time to, to, to inject. Immediately after yeah. the shower, it's probably in. And you know the muscle you're going to inject in. Make sure to clean the surface of the muscle and still use alcohol. You know, and, and uh, I, use, I use iodine, too, um, on, my, uh, on my injection uh, spots. I'll, you know, I'll swab there. It turns colors, whatever. Um, it can get on your clothing, whatever. I use that for, for my injections. I'm, I don't, I don't want to get any, any infection. All right, guys, that sums it up. Episode 412, evolutionary.org podcast. Hit me up, guys, one-on-one or consultations. Steve SMI on evolutionary.org. And Rick V, he is available as well to answer all your questions. Where can they find you, Rick? Go to rickyvrock.com. Ricky V Rock.com. Um, R I C K Y V is in victory. R O C K.com. And there you'll find my social. You'll find ways to contact me and just hit me up with anything you need. All right, guys, that sums it up. I love you guys. I love you, Rick. And we'll talk to you guys next week with another episode. Bless you. Bye bye. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.